Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome back to another episode of Eberron. The Mage Punk D&D campaign setting. We are jumping back into our patron series on religion. The ep- this episode, uh, the topic is the cults of the dragon below. Uh, but before we get back into it, I want to thank those who wrote in corrections on our last episode of Eberron, The Silver Flame. Um, those corrections would be that Kyber is a female, and we're referring to Kyber as a male. Uh, And this leans into that Kyber uh, has children, right? She's a Uh, female, and she has children. The children children of Kyber. That is the thing they say in Eberron, yeah. Right, right, right. And and thus, Severus and Eberron are more male, um, as as they are referred to. So I just wanted to correct that, as well as uh, Tyra Myron. I said that she was a leader of ROA, but it was Dolara. Dolara is the son. ROA was fertility, love, and life. Uh, And and so uh, we had just confused those names. So without further ado, let's get on to the cults of the dragon below. What do you guys imagine this means? Uh, worshippers of Kyber is my guess because uh, the dragon, <laughs> the dragon below, is of course a reference to Kyber, who is the Underdark, but also a dragon. So, but but Aaron. I know stuff about Eberron. I guess Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> I should have let Aaron go first because <laughs> like Wait, now so, he knows stuff. So Kyber is a female, correct? So just because Kyber has children, that makes him a female. I mean, there there are children of Sybaris, like the Colots. Uh, those are children of Sybaris, or born from Sybaris's blood. Um, and then, you know, uh, most of your common races are from Eberron's blood. But uh, children of Kyber are referred to demons, the overlords, um, things of that nature. And and Cerberus and uh, what was the other one's name? Cerberus and Eberron. And Eberron. Oh yeah, Eberron. That one I should know. Cerberus uh, <laughs> and and Eberron. They're they're uh, both basically uh, dudes. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. Kyber's the evil one. Yes. And, and Kyber's the female. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel yeah, like that, you're you're beating that that, that one pretty heavy. I, oh, I'm just I just want to make sure these are so so we've just they just decided that the the evil list was the female. That was that was the plan there. I mean, there there there's just three progenitor dragons, right? One yeah. of them's gonna kill one. One of them's gonna capture the one who's the destroyer, and and that's the state of the world. Right. And, yeah. and yes, that well, is how it's laid out, Aaron. Wondering, I see what you're pointing sure. at. So, um, I, I wonder if this was even taken from Dragonlance. So, when they created the Dragonlance world and story, they had three main characters you have Tannis, you have Kitara, and you have Lana, right? And those are meant to represent good, neutral, and evil in the world, those alignments. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you're, you're saying that Sybaris and Eberron were both male, but within the world uh, of Dragonlance, Tannis is neutral so that he can be pulled into relationships with both Katara and Lana, who represent good and evil. And so he, as the neutral, kind of swings back and forth between the two. Kind of like Loki. So, what do you mean? Well, Loki was male and female. Right. I, he. I, he, 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 I, he he flips um, rather than being androgynous being yeah. both at the same time or yeah. 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 No, her, androgynous is where it's unclear. And uh, at, is it Afro? Oh, hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite is both. Ah, right. yes. Yeah. What a fun or- vocabulary lesson. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so, anyways, the children of Kyber. When when uh, you hear somebody say the cults of the dragon below, this is a blanket phrase, and that's why it's cults and not cult, um, uh, because it, it it represents any kind of group following enslavement, mind enslavement, kind of a idea that will eventually its end goal being the destruction, the, the bringing darkness and evil and to Eberron, right? Wait, um, didn't, didn't we talk about something like this last time? Like their goal is to destroy Eberron, the world they live on, to free Kyber? Right. So, so it's almost like uh, uh, if you were part of one of these cults, you know, you might be aware of another cult. And they're following a different path. And it's like this game of, we don't think if this will happen. We think when. And the game we are playing is who will figure this out. Right. Well, and I think uh, uh, this is something I, I point out to a lot of people who get really deep in arguing in politics. But if you really look at it, be like, like regardless of what political party you want you support, both of them want a better world. They just disagree on what that better world looks like and how we get there. But they both want a better world, right? Right. But if you're talking right. to someone who's hardcore one or the other, they will swear that the other side does not want a better world. So, yeah. But, I mean, both both sides want a better world. But they disagree on it's, what that world will look like, right? Well, it, it's basically just uh, it's the uh, perspective. It's the lack of perspective. You can't see things from other people's perspective. So, well. Well, I think it's less than that. Like, Big Data has revealed to us that 
telling your political party that the other political party is evil helps create zealots and zealots are more engaged in the voter process and supporting. And so it, it's more about uh, just it, it empowering your own base. I think the first time mm-hmm. I heard the word zealot was actually in Halo 2. <laughs> you fighting the zealots? Yeah, I I eradicated those. <laughs> and and those Joe, ones. Joe, you had brought up last time that like uh, if we destroy our world, we will have paradise. <laughs> this we that th- that is one of the cults, one hundred percent. Like like yeah, they they definitely uh, some of them definitely believe in that, and that is their goal. So. Um, Yes, they would either be following one of the 30 overlords, right? And those would be specific cults, but those would also break down. So, like, uh, if you had a a very powerful demon that had his own following, that would be a separate cult, right? So, it would break down. So, you're saying there's, like, more than 30 of these little cults? No wonder they can't get anything done. Oh, (laughs) Joe, Joe, 30 is a very low number. But it is more than 30. So, so as follows following Kyber, there's 30. Um, okay, so there's 30 different there's 30 cults. overlords. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's what that's each what one of them has their own cult. cult. Now, some yeah. of those creatures that follow that specific overlord would be powerful enough to have their own cult, cult. within that cult right he brings his own power cults his within own cults within, within cults. cults right 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 <laughs> a subsection so they all have of this cults. over overview goal through their leaders right their leaders are like we know what this goal is yeah and this die. is to bring see, see, this is this is why so many villains use henchmen as opposed to cults because there's just too much ambition on the evil side of things. Everybody's trying to build their own little team, do their own little thing. It's like, it's just better to just hire henchmen. Because then they just do what you say and you pay them, you know? Because th- their ambition right. is the money you have for them. So as yeah, long as you yeah. keep that satiated, you'll be fine. You pay right. too little, then you got other issues. They're constantly in competition of each other, if you're familiar yeah. with as we uh, As we see with the cults of the dragon below, this is a right. mess. This is a terrible system. And, like and the you, worst MLM ever. <laughs> and you see this in uh, uh, the Sith uh, uh, before they formed the, uh, the power of two. Um, they had a whole empire and they were all competing and backstabbing with each yeah. other as well. Yeah. Um, when you go villain, you get henchmen, not followers. Otherwise, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> right? So all of you villains out there, remember henchmen not followers <laughs> so uh these are not cults these cults are uh motivated or powered by one of two goals one is power the other of one course. is madness um which, which might look like uh mind enslavement or just raw uh mental tactics to break somebody's will and and make them bend the knee if you will um, i will not <laughs> Um, uh, and so the, uh, Aaron, I know you weren't here for this, but we were talking about, uh, the goblinoids and the invasion from the plane of madness, Zoriat. Um, isn't that a Pokemon? 
Yes. No. <laughs> Sonic Beam or something. Yeah. Catch him in the cave. So Zor, so uh, so there are planes that connect to Eberron, just like in the Forgotten Realms. You've got different planes, right? And the like, it, this is this is confusing because in D and D we have other dimensions, which are entire other universe versus where things happen, but. We also have these planes, and the best way to explain a plane is how you're used to encountering other dimensions, but they're much smaller. Right? Another dimension is not an entire other universe. It's just a small little pocket, almost like another planet. But instead of traveling through space to get to this other place, you travel through the, I guess, ether? and enter uh, like, it. Like, like planes? Like planeswalkers like from Magic? Yeah, there you go. And so you 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 cross over to them almost like you'd be crossing to another dimension. Like walking but, through a door. But they're not like a huge universe on the other side of that dimension. It's just like another planet, and that is the only thing there. And you can go back and forth. So that so one of the other planes connected to Ebron is Zoriat, the plane of madness. Right. And and so we're gonna get into the planes of madness after this break. <laughs> I don't know if that's what going. We're talking about the cult of the dragon below, right? I don't know. This will be a multi-part episode. This is not our final episode. All right. So, what are we going to go into when we get back? Uh, so, uh, we'll we'll touch on Zoriat. We'll we'll briefly mention the Dark Six, and then um, we're going to probably get into Hags. Hags are one of the. Uh, unifying factors of these cults. All right. Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And... We wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. We grew the ear on the mouse, right? Like I think in like the 90s or early 2000s, they were able to grow an ear on a mouse. And it's like, if we can do that through manipulating DNA, can we grow wings on a man? Right. Mm-hmm. And if we can grow wings on a man, can we make them functional wings? Right. And, and yeah. that's where the problem happens. Right. Making so, functionalities. Well, and, and but, I mean, but I mean, it's it's like this is where we were. Where can we go? And, I, you know, the quarry asked this question very differently. Whereas, you know, scientists who are in the extreme of this field be like, can we put gills on people? You know, yeah, but, then, like, well, there's one thing that you're forgetting, though. And your and your can we and what if and thinking to the future, um, you're thinking looking at this from an Earth standpoint. This is Eberron, where you could right. bond with a freaking like fire demon, or you could bond <laughs> yeah. with yeah. like and, an well, elemental. And, and so- Welcome back. We were talking about. The Plains of Madness, or we're about to dive into that. But before we dive into it, we want to just do a quick recap of what we've talked about so far. Uh, Kyber has got a lot of cults who worship her. 
and they vie for power. And this is why Joe, when he becomes a villain, will have henchmen, <laughs> not a cult. Uh, anyways, Eli, let's learn about the Plants of Madness. So, during the Age of Monsters, the Plains of Madness open, and the beings called the Delkir come through to Eberron. Uh, this is close to an alien invasion, and uh, we had mentioned before that uh, uh, they brought armies with them, and they may have brought some things with them. However, these uh, beings often are referred to as uh, flesh crafters. Um, they, when they came through, they believe that change is beautiful, and and their opinion of beauty is so different from ours. And they began to change the creatures, change the land, change everything about Eberron, the world that they have now come into, this alien world they're invading. And uh, so beholders were crafted from the creatures of Eberron. Um, they also took goblins and like would take two goblins and mash them together to create some strange beast. They create these heaping piles of flesh with multi mouths and eyes and tentacles. So they, they have come here and their power is to change and corrupt things. And this is like, I think a 4,000 year war. And when it's over, um, they, some of them go back to the plane of madness, but a lot of them lose their connection to their regular plane. They, they didn't make it through the gate before it was closed and they retreat down into Kyber and are believed that they are tainting Kyber and they might be the ones who will be able to destroy Eberron. And so some of these cults follow the Delkir and specific Delkir. Each one kind of has their own specific. There's and, one and who's the Lord of Slime. and Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. What do they look like? Um, so they kind of look humanoid-ish or yeah. elvish, but they have long, dark claws. Uh, their eyes are blackened, but uh, they also... They they can shapeshift. Uh, they, they're doppelganger abilities. So you you would rarely see them in their true form unless that's what they wanted to show you. But they also will fleshcraft themselves to be like, I want to express this. And they'll like, I want an eyeball on my shoulder. Yay, little eyeball so, shoulder. Yeah, so anytime I've encountered the quarry, they are usually hiding among people and so they look like people mm -hmm. so yeah, well, yeah that, that makes sense and they're yeah. called the del quarry del kir so they're called quarry they're called the quarry and they are from del kir oh yeah quarry right. is the name of the people del kor is their homeland and there's a lot of them that came through yeah, well, there, there's a war that goes on for thousands of years. They had armies. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a good collection. I think about 12 that are of note. Um, but uh, yeah, th- these were basically generals of armies and, and just uh uber powerful race of people who came through that rival the overlords like that was the kind of power they were dealing with uh and like i said they like to change and and corrupt things and so a lot of people believe that since they're down in kyber they might be corrupting the overlords and changing them perhaps giving them I wouldn't say they like to corrupt things. They like to alter things to better fit their desire, right? Right, right. To fit their opinion of beauty, right? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but so is ugly. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, uh, like, like the quarry are very much about enslaving minds, but they try to like being enslaved to a quarry is more like being on an opium drip as opposed to being like an exhausted you know, like tortured slave. Like the way they enslave you is just by offering you kind of this endless mind pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so this is the Matrix. So this, <laughs> this is yeah, cool. What are you talking cool. about? The Matrix cool. is not a good place. Like they like they made paradise and then they destroyed it and made the modern world where most people are poor and suffering. Yeah, but but you said the uh they they offer this drip of just happiness and you know in the matrix some people get that some people get that yeah (laughs) kind of that what is it um i know there was a uh there in mythology i can't remember which culture it's from there is a vampire and as opposed to like stalking its prey and then you know hunting it and tearing it apart what it is is when they like their fangs are both injectors and uh, they both siphon and inject. And so when they bite their victims, oh, they inject man. almost like an intense morphine into the victim. Yeah. Yeah. And the- so they experience an overwhelming rush of pleasure. And so instead of the vampire, like having to sneak up or overpower, what that happens is their prey becomes addicted and is constantly coming back mm-hmm. because yeah. they want another hit. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that would be this kind of situation. And, that's, yeah, that's the the quarry, and the uh, the quarry would delegate these uh, tasks of managing people to their liliths, uh, the uh, or lithids, the squid faced Cthulhu looking guys, or aboliths, which are kind of an aquatic version of that. Uh, who have a very good ability to mind control others. Uh, These are what now? Where'd they uh, come from? uh, The the quarry created these creatures. uh, Oh, okay. When they came to Eberron. So they They were just like, you know what? I need need some type of... I'm seeing what the hobgoblins are doing with the goblins. I'm seeing what the hobgoblins are doing. I'm going to do something similar. Uh-huh. And that's what they did here. Uh, yeah, but when when you say it like that, that reminds me more of uh, the creatures that they created, where they've taken two goblins and molded them together to create a double goblin. Um, and well, they well, also I mean, no, it. it's not. I mean, it's more similar to the other one because they took their own lineage and 
made something kind of like them, but different. Whereas just seeing two goblins on the side of the road, just like, you know what? One plus one equals still one, but bigger. So, so the lithids, the abolists, the beholders, they were all created from creatures of Eberron. They so came through were they, and created the creatures. What were they before? Uh, so uh, beholders, uh, this was uh, created by one who is obsessed with eyes. Eyes is his whole deal. And so he just collected eyes from a bunch of different creatures and a bit of flesh and formed a beholder. Okay. So the, let me, let me see if I can recap this just right. These quarry come to earth and they're like, you know what? We're basically just artists, but really chaotic darkness artists. (laughs) Really chaotic darkness artists. Is we're going to take some flesh, we're going to take some eyeballs, we're going to take some organs, we're going to mush it all together and just see what happens. And that's where a lot of scary monsters in Eberron come from. Yes. Yeah, a lot of the twisted Zoriat aberrations. Um, Okay, so we're going to get into those more, but at least I understand kind of how that, like, this genesis of these monsters. So that's Beholders, then, is... And and one of the specific uh, quarry, uh, they down in Kyber, like in current era, they're literally just being an artist. And all it is, is the destruction of uh, Eberron. They, they, they're not trying to rule anyone or anything. They're just like, I just found a cave down here and I'm just going to paint. And eventually one day I will come up and make my paintings real. Sweet, that's horrific. Thanks so, yes, for that they're 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 very artistic individuals. That that is a good way to describe them. Oh, what is it? Uh, we saw this in uh, that Mars series, uh, the sci-fi series that you read. Um, Pierce Brown wrote it. Mars series. Aaron, Aaron read this book. Uh, or did? I, yes, you read at least the first one. So uh, he's he. Oh, he, he travels from. Mars. No, he they're 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 called Reds, and they live under. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I I my little brother uh showed me that book. I forgot, like Jupiter Rising or Mercury. No, not on that, not that. Let me Roids. see if I can. I don't remember. Um, Mars Magellan. I I don't remember the name. Of it. I know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> I I listened to that book like two years ago. Red Rising. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I said. Red Rising, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like in Red Rising, they have people who are called cutters, and I mean they're using surgical techniques and instant healing and genetic mutation, but like they turn people into all kinds of things, and they're artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh give, yeah, they take them. Yeah, they yeah, like they'll give they'll give a human functioning, alive, feathered wings just because they want to. So it's based loosely off Rome hierarchy, where there's yeah. like different tiers of humans. And so basically your main character is from the lowest of the low and he meets one of these artists, which is like, you know, middle class and they turn him into a high class person and they have to like genetically modify him because the high class people are bigger and stronger, more endurance, all that stuff. Uh, And so it's, it's fascinating and terrifying. Yeah. Anyways, but but these uh, remind me of the Dalcor, right? They are flesh artists. Yeah, no. yes. Artists of the flesh, as it were. 
All right. Well, uh, what are we doing next episode? Uh, so next episode, I think we'll cover hacks and their key role in all of this uh, unification of the pulse of the dragon below. Sounds good. That's good. All right. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want more on the topic, we record a special treasure room for our patrons after every episode. In the regular episode, we go deep. In the treasure room, we go wide. To enjoy the bonus content, sign up at the fluorite level or higher. There is a treasure room for every episode from August 2021 and on. That's double the content. Two episodes a week instead of one. Go to www.patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. That's floor spelled F-L-O-R-E. Select the fluorite tier or higher. Immediately after each episode is released, the treasure room will post the bonus audio on Patreon. They are identified by the tag treasure room after and the title of the episode. You can also do a search for the keywords treasure room and find all the content you've been missing. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah. And if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends, uh, like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes and we actually started a discord. So come play with us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there. And each week, we add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor, fantasy, and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now, think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.